1: The Blood Red Podcast, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo. I'm Guy Clark. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Coming up over the next half an hour or so, we'll be discussing Mohamed Salah's wing wizardry, having taken both the Player and Goal of the Month awards for October, plus the small matter of Stephen Gerrard's return to the Premier League to dissect. To get into all of that, we have the Chief Ian Doyle, the face that runs the place, Joe Rimmer, and to discuss the Reds' wing wizard, we have our own social whiz, Kai Delaney. Guys, I hope you're all well and uh, Doily, I'll throw over to you first. No surprise that Mohamed Seller has taken these awards. My question really being, is it the best month of all time in the Premier League for any one individual? Because he's got the uh, the Player of the Month, the Goal of the Month. Could well get Goal of the Season for that Goal of the Month effort.
2: He could. Before we go any further, I just want to say what a great month this is for the Blood Red podcast, because joining us for, I think is the first time, is is Kai? Is this the first time you've done one, Kai?
3: i think it's my third but over over probably a two-year period so few and far between
2: there you go it's a a good day a good day anyway yeah going back to the question about Salah. yeah i suppose you know at least we're not debating it's funny we're not debating anymore whether he's the best player in the world because everybody now knows that he is everyone's just like even though he's you know he's not scored in his last three games so i'm I'm surprised don't try and sell him to be honest on the back of that um but yeah i mean in terms of october I mean the goal. The big debate is which goal was better: the Man City one or the yeah. Watford one. I mean, what? I mean, I have to say, I actually think the Watford one's better. But obviously, Liverpool were winning by a few goals and they're playing Watford away. So in that context, you have to say that's not quite as important as the goal he scored against Manchester City and the, and the caliber of the opposition. But what he actually did against Watford, such close quarters, you know, such great control, and then the fact that. The players there all knew what could have happened because they'd seen what had happened the previous week, whereas there was no element of surprise as such. So he knew, I mean, Salah spoke about the goal as well. He said, Look, I had to do something a bit different because they'd have, they'd have seen what I did against Man City. So I did something slightly slightly different. And you saw what Ben Foster said after it. He was just saying, You know, what can you do about that? He's a complete nightmare. Defenders couldn't touch him in case they fouled him. And then when he gets up to the goal, you're thinking, Well, which way is he going to put it? And you know, he can put it either near post or far post. You just curled it around the defender that was in front of him and put it in. Uh, in terms of, it, was it the best Premier League month for any player? Pretty sure all the players that won the league in the May would probably say that their month was a bit better. I'll be honest. And I know where you're getting at, though. Um, yeah, I meant two,
1: individually. Yeah yeah, that, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. To have to have two goal of the season contenders in, in successive weeks is a little bit unusual, unless your name's Tony Yaboa. Who of course did that back in ninety five, six? Which one was it? 95 1995.
1: 1995,
2: Yeah, yeah, ninety five. So, I mean, yeah, that shows you the fact that we recall that, which is what twenty six years ago doesn't happen very often. Now, obviously, there's been players who've had good months, but <clears throat> to do what Sam has done, and to just you know, okay, I know we were joking before about he's not scored in the last three games, but he's he's played fifteen times for Liverpool this season and scored fifteen goals, and I think he's got either six or eight assists. So. This is a player who's at the top of his game playing for a team that certainly at the moment with the players who are available is set up to get the most out of him, and he and he's, he's making the most of it. He's, he's, this is his peak. Pretty sure that if he plays like this for the rest of the season, what's he going to get, 30, 35, possibly 40 goals? I mean, obviously he's going to miss a bit because of the African Cup of Nations in January. But at the rate, right, yeah, you, I'm not sure whether it's the best month, but it's certainly got to be up there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Five goals, four assists. Joe, what what do you sort of make of it? And where would Liverpool be? I know Monday you guys kind of went in on talking about the defense and actually how many chances have been given up by Liverpool this season. You think of the heroics of Allison in goal and Mohamed Salah at the top end of the pitch. Where would they be without him?
0: Well, I, I don't like those types of questions. I always remember when when Gerrard played for Liverpool, it was always like they're, they're a one man team. What would they be like without Gerrard? They have got Gerrard, so where would where would Barcelona have been for the last fifteen years without Messi before he left. Where would, where would, you know, United, the great United sides have been without Ronaldo, you know, where would Arsenal have been without Thierry Henry? Hate that question, guy. Don't ask me that. So, um,
1: yeah, you he's worked out for Arsenal without yeah, Henry. But, well, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, we, we found out. We found out didn't we? So, yeah, I mean, it was a cracking month. Um, you know, you're asking Do you, is it. the best. Month for any Premier League player of all time, it's a difficult question, that isn't it? Because I, I, don't think I, I can think of like a player having such a great month. But I'm sure there would have been, you know, there must have been great months that players have had throughout the years. So it's a difficult question. You've you started this with some some tricky ones, guy. I won't lie. What have not to say to you, really? They're, yeah, no,
1: that's what I'm confused. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm here for. I'll ask the tough, hard hitting questions, and, it's and the international me, break,
0: but... isn't it? And we're scraping, the yeah. scraping the barrel.
1: No, it's, well, well, well. that's not on. I think podcast. your fantasy quality
0: content, Joe. Yeah, it is. content. Sorry.
1: Don't, don't turn know. off, Chi don't yet.
0: turn off yet, <laughs> listeners. Don't turn <laughs> off. That can't speak. Imagine that. everyone turns off and Kai, in his third appearance doesn't get a word in. Yeah, well, you know, blame the blame the host.
1: Oh, thanks. <laughs> Cheers, Joe. No, Kai, in, in terms of it then, Doily said before he's, he's at the peak. Obviously, there's the whole contract <laughs> stuff rumbling on. Liverpool actually best off maybe kind of waiting till he comes down a bit, or do you think he's actually going to scale the heights he kind of hit in that first season, that he's going to continue on this vein of form throughout the whole season?
3: No, I think he, he's definitely been in, in the best form of his Liverpool career. Obviously, that that first season was incredible. It was a 44 goals over the, the season. And, uh I saw a thing on Twitter earlier today that obviously he's had nine uh, goals and assists joint for this month, but the last player to have more than that in a single month was Mohamed Salah in December 2018. Um, So it's that old thing again only only Mo, only Salah, it's it's becoming a regular occurrence. Um, And I think in in terms of the two goals, I probably got a side with with Doyle. I think uh, either the Watford one was probably just a bit better for me of the two again. Um, he, he was asked, wasn't he, in his interview, have you scored a better goal than that ever in your career? And he said, well, maybe the one last week against City might have just edged it. So, they might have taken that into consideration when, when doing the vote.
1: Yeah, definitely. It, it kind of does sort of pose, I suppose, the thing with Mohamed Salah, of actually, what left is there, Doily, to kind of say and talk about with him? Because every week, as is, is, sort of Kai said there, it is only Mo, who you kind of think oh, he, he's eclipsed and hit new heights, and then he continues to kind of still do it. And in an era in which, where the Premier League is blessed with such star talent, he has just completely moved into a league of his own now.
2: Well, you never get bored talking about genius, do you? I mean, it's why you're always always talking about me. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but, the, the, but that's the debate about Messi and Ronaldo, isn't it? The reason, that, the reason that's gone on for so long is because they're both so good. And now there are other players, obviously, that are very good along those same lines. Salah's ball. Well, I mean, you have to bear in mind that I've said this before a couple of times on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. How many times have Liverpool had the best player in the world playing for them? They've had best players in positions playing for them, like Van Dijk, for example. You could argue Alisson at certain times, probably not after the game on Sunday, but you know that's what happens with goalkeepers. But to have the best player in the world and who probably nearly everybody, if you ask them now, would regard him as being that on form and also not just this season, but his entire Liverpool career and what he's done, especially last season when the rest of the team, you know, struggled and he just carried on going and, you know, carried them. I mean, I agree with Joe, by the way, about your question, like where would they be without? It's like, well, the point is that they have got them, you know, and, and, and yeah, what would Barcelona be without, like, with, like without Messi? Well, we're seeing that now, you know, that's what happens, but it's not just Messi, is it the left? It's loads of other players left. So that's how it works. I mean, with Arsenal, it's not just because Henri left. It was other players left as well and they didn't replace them properly and it's taken them that long to come around and, and get to it. So I know what you're saying that there's always. I mean, it was, it
1: was just a hypothetical question. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> was getting absolutely for
2: Yeah, I know. It, it was a hypothetical and lazy question, guys. Yeah, you're better than that. You are better than that, to Crazy. be fair. Yeah. See, that's a, that's a, hang on. That's a compliment. Like you said, we're keeping your levels up. You see, you, you want to have a word with Mo Salah because he's somebody quite clearly
1: he's able to keep his levels up. And if you follow his example, then you, you know. Anyway. Are you still subscribing <laughs> to the belief that he won't win the Ballon d'Or and he can't whilst he's at Liverpool? Or are you changing? Yes. You, you've said. I still think I still think, I still
2: think. I still think that, yeah. I still think that.
1: Liverpool would have
2: to win the league and the Champions League in a season where there's no international tournament and he'd have to be really good, is the only way he'd possibly win it. And I know that. Owen won the Ballon d'Or in 2001, but bear in mind that he did win three trophies with Liverpool, but he didn't win the Ballon d'Or because of that. He won it because he scored three goals against Germany for England in that. Also,
1: slightly slightly different award at the time, wasn't it? Well, yeah, exactly, because the there was no it was a FIFA yeah, award. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, award.
2: that's it. Yeah. So, but it's, it's it's a slightly different award, but in some ways it's the same because it's always going to go to a player playing in Europe, isn't it? At the moment, anyway. It wasn't like that in the very old days when it was it. No, it always has been like that, hasn't it? It's always yeah. been like
1: that. They've always given so, it to the player based in Europe. So that's just the way it is. I think initially it was a... only two European players, and then yeah. it became players based in Europe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I who think... do you think is going to win it, doily I mean, just that's, that's, I'll just ask the questions now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win it this year? This year.
2: This year it'll be Lewandowski. Lewandowski. But I'll tell you, finish second, Messi. And he'll finish second because the vote, because of the vote, is by an awful lot of people who, because they're involved in football, don't watch a lot of football from other countries because they haven't got time to watch it. They only watch the highlights. They're more concerned about their leagues, and that's fair enough. But they have a vote, and they just go, "Oh well, he's he's done really well." And because Barcelona, whether they're not the rubbish now or not, is irrelevant. They're still probably one of the top two, three most watched teams in the world, and people follow them. So. You know, he's he's been doing that. You know, he'll probably score a couple of goals to Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League in the next couple of weeks, and then everyone will vote for him. So I think Messi will end up finishing second, possibly Salah will finish third. I, th- I
0: think Kyle, the you next. who next? Who's that's going to win it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said Kai, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Kai. Okay.
2: Yeah, cool. oh,
3: I think the the point about trophies is is a valid one. Um, you got Georgina getting away from Men's Player of the Year, and he he's he's not the best player in Europe at all, but because he won the Champions League. And the Euros, he's therefore almost assuring for that for that award. And um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be Salah on that basis. Um, Messi, I think this will probably be his last year. He'll probably clinch it again.
0: Go on, Gary, you can carry on though.
1: Yeah, no, I was actually going to initially when I went to Dorley, I was going to say to you that I, I imagine Dorley would be saying that Lewandowski is going to win it this year. So does that Messi, mean actually... Messi won the Cup America, did he? He yeah, did, didn't he? he? Yes. Exactly. So that
2: might that might explain why he would be so high up, but I don't think he's done quite enough to win it.
1: So does that mean this run of form then for Mohamed Salah he basically needs to be carried into to next year for him to be looking at winning the, the, the Ballon d'Or in 2022 off the back of, hopefully for him, AFCON success, Premier League, Champions League and every other sort of Player of the Month award until then. And finally, he might be recognised.
2: Well, don't forget, they only do the award at the end of the year anyway. Yeah. So it's great if he wins the AFCON, but there'll be another eleven months before they select it. Before we go any further, by the way, Joe, who do you think is going to be the Ballon d'Or <laughs> guy? Guy failed to ask that
3: question, didn't he? Yeah, he, well,
0: yeah it doesn't he's a he? failure. Yeah. It's a failure. This. Yeah. Come
2: on, um, guy!
3: Get us all it, into I, you know, whip us into shape.
0: Take control of
2: this podcast.
0: I agree with you. I think Lewandowski because I, I always think it's it often goes to an attacking player, doesn't it? And you know, like you say, I think. It, it's, it's voted for by people who sort of notice the numbers, don't they? They notice the, the returns of attacking players, and you know. I, I think I don't agree that Jorginho is the, the. I don't think he's the best player in Europe, but I think someone like him should have a better shout because he's been a big part of teams that have won big trophies. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I think it should go for to someone who's done that, who's been, won big trophies like Jorginho, but I think it will go to an attacking player. So, Lewandowski.
1: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. So, let's move on from Mohamed Salah, then. Let's talk about our other topic we want to get into. Stephen Gerrard back in the Premier League, Doily. We were kind of looking ahead to it earlier part in the week. Of course, it has now been confirmed. Less than a month until he is back at Anfield as well. Sensible fit, do you think, for Steven Gerrard? Is this the right move for him to leave Rangers to, to come back to the Premier League and take on Aston Villa?
2: Yes and no, in a typical me answer there. Uh, I would say yes, because, you know, he, once they come calling, he cannot turn them down. He has to consider it. And he's obviously seen what they've got there. And let's be honest, Aston Villa have quite a lot of decent players. There are players that you'd want to sign. You know, look at McGinn there, and you've got Ollie Watkins up front, and the keeper's fairly solid. You know, they've got some good defenders, good good, good fullbacks. So... There's more than a basis there. He's not going into a club that's like all over the place, which is what sometimes you get when, you know, when managers get sacked, it's like come in and try and save us. It's not It's not that situation with Aston Villa. That's To be honest, that's why I thought it was a bit harsh that Dean Smith got sacked. I mean, you could kind of, it's one of those ones where you heard rumours and you just went back at now, that can't be okay. And then you looked at the results. I think they'd lost something like 19 or 20 games since Boxing Day. And I think, not sure that we've mentioned this before, but when... They, if you remember back in January when Liverpool played the, kind of the kids' team because everybody had coronavirus, I don't think they've ever got over that, Aston Villa. I don't I don't think they've been able to... It's affected them. And then, of course, you on top of that, you've got Jack Grealish and they've fallen into the trap of, just because we've got loads of money. How many times have we seen that? Liverpool had it with Suarez, Tottenham had it with Bale. They, if you get all this money, they go, right, we need to spend it on this, that and the other. And whether the players end up working out, straight away very rarely happens some of them never do some of them do over time but it's too late for dean smith so going back to Gerard, once they come i say he has to consider it the only problem that might be for him is the fact that he went halfway through a season with Rangers. in fact not even halfway through it's a third of the way through and a team that he's already taken to win the league they're in an okayish position in europe they can certainly still get through in the europa league from out of their group after a bit of a difficult start at the top of the league you know, they have these other, you know, there wasn't anything wrong there, but you probably just thought, well, hang on, Aston Villa's a massive club. I'm surprised Newcastle didn't go in for him or, or didn't even consider it from what we understand. But especially when they bring in Eddie Howe, which isn't any slight on him. It's just, you know, what kind of manager do Newcastle United want? And Aston Villa... Are- Obviously, he's obviously interviewed very well. And the other thing, of course, is Christian perslow knows him particularly well. perslow's a former managing director at Liverpool. Wasn't that particularly long? Was about 18 months or something before FSG took over? And then he went. And I know Perslow's a massive Liverpool fan and absolutely loves Gerard as the player. So I'd assume he's given him some assurances over, you know, we'll give you some time, this, that and the other. You know, if things aren't going well straight away, don't worry about it. So that's a kind of security for him. So... In that sense, that it happened, you know, mid-November, will it's not ideal. But then it's never ideal when another manager gets sacked and you end up replacing them. These are opportunities as a manager. He's probably thought I've probably t- done with Rangers. All I can do, in the sense that he won the league, you know, he's not going to probably wouldn't have won the Europa League if we're being honest. And uh, yeah, and that's it. It will be interesting to see what happens, and I'm sure we'll get onto the game at Anfield in, in due course.
1: Yeah, Ashley Priestley Birmingham Lives, Aston Villa correspondent was on the podcast earlier in the week saying actually that this kind of goes back even six months Christian Perslow kind of eyeing up Stephen Gerrard maybe for the possibility of replacing Dean Smith and obviously he's got his wish now and he's brought his man and made a big play for it but Joe is this going to be the real kind of test to see Stephen Gerrard's credentials because no disrespect to the SPL but Rangers are expected to win week in week out and obviously albeit went unbeaten last season a great achievement over 100 points as well but it was in one of those seasons of course with no fans in the stadiums either how much can we kind of read into what he achieved at Rangers as kind of a, a taking that just on its own it'll be a case of having to see him in the Premier League will it not if he's going to be up to maybe one day taking on the uh the reins at Anfield
0: yeah that's it I'm a big believer <coughs> that managers need to show that their methods can translate you know I think like players, managers can go to a certain club and it's just a really good fit. Um They can get everything right and, and, and ha- have success, but go elsewhere and find that their methods or, you know, their, their coaching style or whatever just doesn't seem to mess with that club. So I, I really think that Gerard, you know, now needs to go and show that he can do the same things and get Aston Villa playing and moving them up the league. And it doesn't necessarily have to win trophies because, you know, you probably it's not how you measure a club like Aston Villa is it nowadays it's, it's more about moving up the league and trying to get them into the European places and keeping them at a certain level for a certain amount of time and I think yeah I think you know you've seen big managers like Klopp took Mainz did really well with Mainz made the step up to Dortmund obviously did really well and moved on to Liverpool and, and Gerard's done great with Rangers and now he needs to to show that he can do it at a different club and it's a good challenge for him at Villa um, for all the reasons really though he's just outlined I think I think they've, they've got a decent nucleus of a team there. You know, I think that they, they are the type of club that he should be able to keep them in the league. And if he does, that will be seen as success probably this season. If he can move them up the league next season, you know, I I think they're a hitable. It's not like going to Norwich, is it where you're never going to keep them up. They're going to go back down and then you're bouncing around, you know, with Villa, you can sort of see the progression that they can make. Um, They've got a bit of money to spend. Um, but probably not the, the expectation that's on Newcastle to suddenly, you know, gate crash the, the top six. So I, I think it's a good club for him. I think it's a really good test for him. They're a good club, Villa, as well, you know, decent sized club, good fan base. You know, I, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what he can do there. And I think it's going to be really good for him in terms of his career. And if he does well with Villa in the next few years, you know, his, his contract runs out, doesn't it, a year after Klopp's? But, you know, if, if he's reaching the end of Klopp's reaching the end of his contract and Gerrard's had a good couple of years at Villa he'll be massively in the frame for the Liverpool job you know how can he not be
1: yeah, definitely. They have got the fourth-riches owners now in the Premier League, Kai, and their owners are very adamant they want year-on-year progression. Finished 11th last season, so that being a top-half finish this season. Probably not kind of the, the ambition outlined to Steven Gerrard right now, given they've lost the last five in a row. But the kind of big three that they signed in the summer, Danny Ings, of course, former Liverpool player, Buendia and Leon Bailey as well, have only played 35 minutes together so far so I imagine for Steven Gerrard it's a case of getting his best players together and into a squad and into an idea which Villa have chopped and changed between so far this season and kind of set out a blueprint of of how he wants to play and that will be I suppose one key thing that Liverpool fans will be looking at each week is is he going to be kind of a a progressive attacking manager or is it going to be kind of a a rearguard action?
3: Yeah it's it's an attractive squad Um, you look at you know, Lampard's been linked with the Norwich job now, and not one that you'd you'd maybe jump at, knowing that the the squad you've got there and the kind of likely relegation that's coming. But with Villa, they they got a, a group of players that should be doing a lot better than than where they are, and definitely have the potential to do that. Uh, and it's still still not too far in in the season for them to turn it around. Um, I think it's it's probably the right move at the right time for Gerard. I don't think he would have got a, a bigger job. Um, you look at you know the, the teams in the Premier League, he, he wouldn't have gone to one of the, the big six, obviously, unless it was Liverpool through that connection. Um, and Villa are probably just falling that that next bracket of teams outside, the likes of Everton, Leicester have been pushing. He can do what Rodgers has been able to do with Leicester, what David Moyes is now doing with West Ham, and kind of consolidate maybe for a year, and then, then push them on to that kind of sixth, to eight position, you're looking at Europa League, maybe pushing a place an incredible season like like Leicester and West Ham have been able to do. Then um, he'll be he'll be in a prime position in years when when court contract runs out. Gerrard's going to have one year left on his deal at that time, so uh, he'll be in a great position to throw his hat into the ring for the Liverpool job. Um, it is a risk in the sense that he he had it quite safe at, at Rangers and club was really kind of built around him and in, in his image he's probably set to win the league again this season and if it, he could have stayed there for another two or three years got a couple more league titles under his belt and had it all quite plain sailing I guess the the risk is now at Villa if it, if it goes well as I said he'll be in the mix but if it if it doesn't go well and he finds himself maybe out of job or um or toward the lower end of the table when that Liverpool position comes up then he, he may not be considered and he's always said he wants if he ever does the Liverpool job, he wants it on, on merit for his credentials as a manager. And uh, he's, he's going to have to prove that now at Villa, but he's, he's certainly got the opportunity to do that.
1: Yeah, he's going to get a, an early chance to show Liverpool what he can do as well on the 11th of December, just over four weeks from now then, Doily. going to be weird, no, seeing Steven Gerrard back at Anfield, but leading the opposition.
2: Yeah, but it's no weird and Benitez being back. Benitez will be coming really? back. I'll just well, okay, let's put it this way. Doug leash has been back and yep. literally won the league at Anfield yep. with another team. Yeah. Right. So you've had that. You've had Graham Souness has been back. Um, you've had other players in the past who played for Liverpool or managed them, and they've come back as well. So I don't necessarily think it's that weird. It'll be weird to okay, let's put it this way. It'll be weird to a certain generation, you know what I mean? Who've not you who, are not yep. used to that kind of thing. So it will be a bit odd for them. My generation. It's been, yeah. So basically, you know, going back to when, look, okay, even before I was watching them do in the 80s, there was the likes of John Toshack came back with Swansea and there was a guy called, a defender called Jimmy Mealier who played for Liverpool in the 50s and 60s. Anybody old enough will remember him. He played like 300 games as Scouser and he brought Brighton to Liverpool. They won in the FA Cup at Anfield in 1983 and it meant that Bob Paisley would never win the, the FA Cup as a manager. So these kind of things happen, you know. Not regularly, but they do. Well, it seems to be happening quite a lot this season, don't they? Because Rodgers, you've got Rodgers and Benitez and Gerrard and anyone else in there? Is that it? They're all the Liverpool ones? I think they are, aren't they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. So, and they're all in the same month. So <laughs> I think there's four of them, isn't there? Yeah, because they played Leicester twice. So, yeah, it will, okay, it will be slightly odd for the fans. But you know exactly what will happen. They give a massive ovation before the game. As soon as the game finishes, they'll be absolutely desperate for him to fail. And then when the game's finished... If Liverpool have won, they'll be like, "Hooray!" and you know, "Well done, Steven," and that kind of thing. And if Liverpool lose or draw, I'd imagine they'd still give him a decent reception. But obviously, the more that's on the basis, isn't it, that they probably think he's going to be, as we've said, in the mix to be Klopp's successor or a future Liverpool manager, you know, further down the line. So they don't want to upset him too much. But yeah, I suppose it'll be a bit odd for for some of the younger fans, for some of the older ones, it won't quite be so. Well, the interesting thing, by the way, about him going to Villa did a little bit of research. He never actually lost a game at Villa Park as a player, which is unbelievable. He won, he won nine times there in something like fourteen or fifteen games, and uh, he scored more goals against Aston Villa than any but than any other team. So, in a way, he, he's he couldn't be more of a perfect fit.
3: Was the hat trick at Villa Park? It was, wasn't it? Two penalties it? and a free kick.
2: It was
0: Anfield, wasn't
2: it? No, was no, that, that was yeah, that was Anfield, yeah. yeah. At Villa Park, you know, he scored one in the top corner, wasn't he? Last minute uh, winner really,
0: yeah, for a free yeah. kick, yeah. Opening one, day, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, mm.
2: so he's, he's he does have a, a fairly decent record at Villa Park.
1: Was that the year Fernando Torres signed? Yeah, two thousand
0: seven, yeah. two thousand six, yeah. six seven. Early it? on in
2: the season, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was. It was yeah. opening day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. I couldn't get out There you go. Couldn't get any. Couldn't yeah. get any earlier. Could you?
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no.
1: Yeah. Joe, what's your take on it then? Will it pull up the heartstrings for you? I mean, the, the microscope is going to be fiercely on Stephen Gerrard. Now, every single move there's going to be an eye from, from Liverpool looking down on seeing kind of how he is getting on. But when he does return to Anfield for the first time, what do you think the emotion will be for yourself?
0: Yeah, but, I mean slightly odd. You know, I, I think just as Dorney's just said, you know, I think he'll get cracking reception, um, so he should. They'll obviously want him to lose the match, but um, do well at Villa and I think like most Liverpool fans now sort of look out for Villa results and, and really wish him well you know for people of my generation uh, you know I, I know we talk about Salah all day long we can talk about Suarez but for what he gave Liverpool I don't think I'll see a better player in my lifetime you know he was just phenomenal and um, on off the pitch and everything he did for them so you know just got nothing nothing but, but love for him and, and it's not just him don't forget coming back as assistant as Gary McAllister who you know is another hugely hugely popular player um, at Liverpool and you know Liverpool fans will want to see them do well so it will be quite odd I think it's worth talking about just helping you do your job again Guy but yeah that's fine it's worth talking about <laughs> but Doily, Doily's piece yesterday so it won't be on TV when it? it's a 3 3 o'clock game so it'll be extra special I think for those who are lucky enough to be in Anfield that day and um, so, you know, fair play to them and uh, hopefully might might even try I'm off that day, I might even try and get there myself.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, w- I was gonna lead into Kai actually saying it is gonna be one of those hottest tickets in town because it isn't gonna be on, on TV, but as we've we've already referenced that anyway. But I suppose for for you Kai Duly was sort of saying people have, of younger generations type thing. I mean Stephen Gerrard is basically where it begins now, with, with the sort of love affair with Liverpool. Yeah, exactly.
3: I mean um <clears throat> I was you know, nine, ten years old around kind of 2004, five, six, that kind of era, and it all—it was all about Jared, wasn't it? You like were nine through though.
1: 2004 and five, years <laughs> years. <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> there.
2: Time moves slowly in Cornwall, we know this. Yeah,
1: yeah, I need whatever he's on.
3: moves
2: <laughs> <laughs> double pace for you.
3: Um,
2: yeah, that, that kind of
3: Istanbul, and then the year after the FA Cup, you know, that was me. Really, my first first Liverpool kit was Gerard, so yeah, it just epitomises everything that uh, that Liverpool is for me growing up. And yeah, it, it will be it will be strange. It'll probably be quite emotional for a lot of people there. I think seeing him back at Anfield and in the in the uh, opposition dugout will certainly be a strange one. But um, yeah, you know, there'll, there'll be nothing but nothing but good good luck wishes to him. As audience as says, apart from that match, of course, that Liverpool are going to want the result. But yeah, everyone will be keeping a, a keen eye on Villa over the next couple of years and, and hoping to see them push on.
1: Yeah, definitely. Right. We'll be back the other side of the weekend as we do begin to build up to the return of football. Arsenal, the next visitors to Anfield. Oh, That'll be good. That'll be really yeah, good. we yeah.
2: have got an entire Friday's week of building up to that game and yeah. you're just going, yeah, we've won some games now, so we're definitely going to win. Five, uh, five, definitely... five
1: Arsenal, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 leave that for... for, <laughs> for anyway. by the
0: way, we we'll love it. How are Arsenal fifth on the table? Haven't you scored something like nine goals this season?
1: Yeah, you only have to score one goal to win again, Joe. Uh, have a big you really man. only scored but, nine
0: I, I, goals? For, no, you know, so that. Just, you, you, you've got like a really, really low scoring record, haven't you? I'm pretty sure your goal difference, ours is like plus 20. And, uh, oh, yeah. Here we are. So, it's level. We've
1: scored. scored 13, conceded 13. Five of those came against Man City.
3: Yeah, Liverpool's Our
0: goal difference is 30, 20, one. yours is zero. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Like, how, how have they managed, fair play, you know, like such a defensive, rubbish style of football that but, you've managed I, to bore your way into fifth.
2: They've gone yeah. back to what they were like at the start yeah. of Arteta's reign, which is when yeah. they won them trophies. So, yeah, you know, true. maybe Arsenal, you know, 1-0 to the Arsenal. It's back after 30 years.
1: Yeah, even, even if we have to get 1-0 against Watford in, rather, yeah. To yeah. be fair, yeah. anyway.
2: sportsman-like behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. typical, yeah. There's none of that. It's, uh, it's all good yeah. for the Arsenal way, though, guys, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Arsenal, so, fan, Arsenal fan TV's just not enjoying it because they've got nothing to get angry about.
1: <clears throat> no, exactly. But anyway, right, that's all we've time for on this edition of the Blood Red <laughs> <laughs> podcast where we talk about Liverpool. We'll be back next week <laughs> from the South Club, Ian Joe and Kai Delaney. Thanks for your time and company. It's bye for now.